This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. From inventor to head of marketing at nuts.com, Anne Swift has done it all. You'll hear about a really interesting career, how she kind of grew herself not only as an inventor, but then to create a community for inventors. And then she realized she was ready to work somewhere, but only wanted to work somewhere that was the absolute right fit. You'll hear a really interesting approach there in terms of how she found the right job, not only how she found the right job, but how she managed to grow their presence in digital. Take a listen. So Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. And as you know, I told you about my major, major love of all things nuts. So I was so excited (laughs) to talk to you and hear about nuts.com. But before I hear about nuts.com, I want to hear about you and the person. Tell me a little bit about uh, the story of your career and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, a student at the University of Toronto studying economics and political science. And uh, I had a long commute uh, from the university uh, back to my house, and I was trying to work on my laptop going back and forth, but uh, I was finding it a little bit challenging to to balance it um, on my knees, and so I came up with a design for a flexible keyboard uh, that can conform to my lap. Um, And I thought, this is interesting, Uh, what can I do with it? And I started to have researched the process for uh, bringing new technologies to market. And I realized that there was a wealth of information, there was so much to know, also, I had a ton of questions, and I thought the best way to get my questions answered is to reach out to people. And so I started to call and email people that I thought might be knowledgeable about this process. And I continued to compile information. I thought, wow, there has to be a good way to share it. And um, of course, the best place to share it, I thought, would be on the internet. Right. Um, and so uh, I started uh, a not-for-profit organization called Young Inventors International to help uh, students bring their technologies to market, taking all of this information that I had gathered as a starting point for the resources. And then we also held conferences um, at U of T, at at MIT, at Carnegie Mellon University, so kind of bringing and bridging the um, virtual experience with the resources, with physical experiences and, and opportunities to connect as well. So I ran the organization for a couple of years, and um, there came a point when I I felt like I wanted to try something new and something a little bit different. And uh, I was thinking very hard about what skills I had, where my passions lay, and uh, I realized that I really enjoyed marketing and and all of the aspects of, of generating excitement about the organization or a new product or a brand because I'd worked with some inventors individually as well um, on their products and and that was always the most exciting aspect for me, figuring out who would be interested in this, whose lives can be positively impacted by this and 
um, you know, how do we reach them? How do we speak to them? How do we get them excited about this product? And so I felt like my passion really lay in marketing. Um, I then um, I was also looking at kind of an overlay between marketing and socially responsible organizations and, and mm. companies, and I decided to co-found um, a solar thermal startup. And uh, my role in that business was um, marketing and, and business development. After that, I, I was with that company for about two years, and then I moved out to San Francisco. And again, I was thinking, I, I love marketing. I'd like to um, stay in um, the solar industry. And so I joined a solar startup called Sunrun as a marketing manager. Um, and um, I really enjoyed all of the work that I, I did there. There was a, it was, um, a lot of digital um, and also thinking about, again, how do we connect people? How do we get a, a passionate user um, or customer community? Unfortunately, and this is a bit of a thread in my career, my commute became very long. Wow. Um, and, uh, so I was thinking about other opportunities um, and um, still in the marketing space. And a friend of mine said, hey, have you heard of Nuts.com? Except then it was Nuts Online. And uh, I'd actually been a customer for a couple of years. And I said, yeah, I, I love the company. Um, and he's uh, actually Nuts.com CTO. And he said, well, we're looking for somebody to manage marketing. And I got very excited about that. Nuts.com is a, still a, a small family-owned company. So the CEO flew out to, to chat with me and uh, to talk in general about marketing, about my thoughts, uh, about Nuts Online, about uh, how I approach um, customer acquisition and, and brand building. And um, he invited me to join the company. And since I loved the brand, I thought there was a lot of potential um, and a lot of opportunities to market in a lot of different ways in the digital sphere, um, I, I decided to join. And so that's how I ended up at nuts.com. That's a great story. And so you went from uh, sort of being an inventor and creating a community for inventors to going to work for someone else. And so when you made that shift, was that a challenging shift for you? Or was it something that um, felt more natural and that you were ready to do. A lot of times when people are in the inventor or entrepreneurial space, they find it very difficult to go back and work for somebody. Did you have that experience? I think it really depends on the organization. So with nuts.com, it's a very entrepreneurial type of environment. Um, so if there's an opportunity, um, we're invited to to go after it. And so I think that there's a fair amount of what I liked about um being entrepreneurial that still exists in this role. I know that's not true across all organizations, so I really think it's a matter of finding the right cultural fit. Um, but I think that can happen. It's finding the right organization that gives you sort of that freedom to think like an entrepreneur and have that type of impact. Absolutely. And before joining Nuts.com, I did talk to other places as well. And it took me you know, a, a while to find the right match. So it wasn't you know, the first company that I considered working for, um, but it was the first one where I felt like I would be allowed some of that entrepreneurial freedom still. Um, I love that. I really do love that. So tell me a little bit about when you got there, what you thought the organization should do, and what you've brought to life since then. Um, so since I've joined the organization, we, we've grown. Um, one of the first things that um, I worked on and that was very exciting is actually the rebranding from Nuts Online to Nuts.com. Nuts Online, I guess, was founded in 1999. And then um, the company had received some great publicity, including a spot on the Rachel Ray Show, where um, 
at the end of the segment, Rachel Ray said, and head on over to nuts.com for these great favors. <laughs> and I think there was probably a collective groan in the office. Uh, oh, my goodness. My time. Uh, so clearly nuts.com is a much more memorable brand. And so I think one of the most exciting um, changes uh, since, I, since I joined was that rebranding um, of developing um, a communication plan for how the, the rebranding should proceed and then um, executing on that and, and seeing the effects. And, and we have definitely seen the, a positive impact from that. It's, it's a much better brand. And in fact, it's, it's a brand that we can envision growing to be a huge, <laughs> a huge brand, a household name because it's so memorable. That's incredible. I love how the brand sort of happened by accident. And then you have this ability to grow it in this meaningful way. That's, that's incredible. So a lot of times with e-commerce, when I talk to e-commerce companies versus talking to a consumer brand that's in retail, um, they're much, much more heavily focused on measurement, tying back to the bottom line. Is that the same for you in social? How do you approach social? Yeah, absolutely. So we're always looking at the impact um, of digital campaigns. And that, that's true across all of our uh, digital channels and to the extent that it is possible you know, beyond that as well. Um, of course, as a, a marketer, one of the big exciting opportunities and big challenges um, is attribution across different devices. So mobile versus desktop and, and yes. being able to um, follow a customer as they you know, change devices. Um, so nobody has, has solved that really at this point, but um, I think it's an exciting opportunity moving forward. And so tell me about some of your favorite things that you've done on social so far. Um, well, in terms of you know, different networks, I, I love some of the things that we're doing on Pinterest. Um, mm. We do a lot of recipes and very it's, it's a very visual medium and food, I think, lends itself well to that. Um, so we, we see a lot of engagement and I just really like to see you know, the chatter and the sharing and the repins that we see from uh, the recipes in particular. So we work with a registered dietitian who develops super healthy, really good looking recipes for us. Um, and it's always exciting to see uh, our recipes being repinned. And even in my personal Pinterest stream, um, I'll sometimes come across our recipes. And so that, that's super exciting. I think that's one of the favorite things I do. And the second one is on Facebook, um, where we have an incredibly engaged community, um, seeing photos of customers engaging with our products. They're kids, super cute pets. <laughs> it's really adorable. Amazing. Um, it's, our, our boxes are, are really um, cutely branded and uh, people tend to, to like to put kids and animals in them. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we, we encourage it. We, we always welcome pictures and reshare them. Um, but it, a lot of people will just post because it's, it's really, really great um, and very cute and um, very compelling as well. So we, we love to see that kind of engagement. And so do you guys have different messages for different targets? Is your consumer that you're targeting on social like anyone who loves nuts or is there a specific um, age sweet spot for you? Is there an area that you target really well, a psychographic or a demographic that is perfect for nuts.com? Uh, so it really depends. We have 3,000 different products, and yeah. so uh, different products appeal to different types of people. So we, we tend to... Uh, have a fairly broad um, range of interests and, and demographics. You're basically targeting lots and lots and lots of different people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so how do you come up with content that resonates as a whole? Is most of your content featuring the different products that you have, or is it more about the sort of experience or lifestyle of one who loves your products? 
Uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Uh, when we launch new products, uh, that's definitely something that we we tend to share. Um, and then it's it's kind of a, a broad um, range of different types of content that might be interesting to various communities. Um, and so we share um, recipes again. We share interesting facts about our products. So again, given how broad our community is and how broad their interests tend to be, um, even for any given customer, we tend to have target relatively broad content and, and have relatively broad content that would appeal more universally. So it's very interesting, actually, and, and a challenge from a marketing standpoint to have 3,000 different products, um, all of which are great and all of which appeal to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Um, but it's also a very interesting opportunity and social media is definitely a great place to surface some of the products that people might not know about. Oh, for sure. And what about um, using paid media? Do you find that using the targeting of uh, paid social advertising works well for nuts.com or do you guys not use a paid approach currently? Oh, we don't use it to a big extent. Um, so it's, it's mostly just organic. So it's mostly organic, mostly about building kind of the rallying around that type of content and, and having people have the love of the products. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's great. That's a, that's a really fun and refreshing approach. So you're looking at attribution. Do you measure mm -hmm. um, in terms of social or do you look at the amount that you put in and the amount that you get back as a straight ROI calculator or do you, are you more like, um, we know that this is good to do. We know that this is great for our community and we're putting it out there. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of both, so, so yeah. it's a mix. Um, I mean, we, from the start, our goal has always been to engage with our community um, and, and engage in a way that's not um, going to be obnoxious. And so yes. one of the things that we've done is that now Facebook throttles, obviously, the, um, the um, views algorithm. that we get. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in the past, before that, that was part of their algorithm, we would actually consciously limit the number of posts we'd have just so we weren't annoying people, which is a very different approach. <laughs> but um, we just wanted to be very mindful of what we were sharing, how much we were sharing. We wouldn't want to take somebody's stream over. Um, again, that's not happening these days just because of the algorithm changes. Right. But that's in general, our approach to marketing is to be helpful and not obtrusive. And, and tell me a little bit about having, you know, gone into this space and working in the digital age and having social all around us and what we're doing in our, our work, does it make you want to be on social personally less or more? Is it like <laughs> exciting and you want to do it? Or is it like, I need to turn this off? So I actually tend to turn it off. Um, I used to be much more engaged before um, I, I was spending so much time in, on social professionally. Um, I still love Pinterest. I, I find it to be probably the most relevant of the networks for me. Yes. Um, and I'll check in on the other networks, but I'm definitely less active there than I, I might have been uh, were I not in social. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have the same sort of experiences. Like sometimes when I'm working on it all day or I'm talking about it all day, at the end, I'm like, okay, bye. But I find that some people just really, really that I interview, when I ask that question, they really, really love it and they want to be on it more, which I find so fascinating. I'm like, I'm kind of a blend. I'm, I'm in between. I'm on a lot. But, you know, I, I think Pinterest I love, but, you know, Pinterest puts me in the poorhouse because every time I see something, I need to buy it immediately. So I guess that's yeah. good for you guys. Good for Nuts.com. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to use social media to, to kind of take things offline. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 
it, it's been very interesting because I did go through from being um, very deeply personally in, involved in social media to to you know moving away from that. Um, but you know, as new networks arise, who knows? There might be one right. that speaks to me. <laughs> right. My, my time's definitely shifted toward Pinterest over time. Um, I, I used like to be that. much more active on Twitter and Facebook, but uh, that, that's changed. I like that a lot. So what would you say is the biggest challenge for Nuts.com and social today? Probably just generating um, content um, yes. uh, on an ongoing basis that's relevant, that people respond to, and particularly the part that, that's relevant because we're very mindful again of um, what we're sharing, how we're sharing it. Um, so I, I'd say that that's probably the biggest, um, at least, I don't know about challenge, but that we certainly spend a lot of time thinking through that. Right. What to say and how to say it in a way that will resonate and not be like salesy and, and obnoxious. Yes, absolutely. And that's why totally. we, we went back to, or we started to think about the recipes and working with a registered dietitian so that we can provide a ton of value with that kind of content. And it's, it's especially from um, a health perspective. That's terrific. Well, I'm really happy I was able to have you on the show today. Where should people follow Nuts? And then where, if they want to connect with you, is the best place to go? So a great place to connect with me is still Twitter. Uh, and I'm Ann Swift um, on Twitter and uh, on LinkedIn as well. And you can find me under Ann Swift there. And for Nuts.com, our Twitter handle is Nuts. Um, on Facebook, we are Nuts.com with the um, period. And on Pinterest, we're Nuts.com spelled out. Awesome. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.